Mick Foley in the house, a.k.a. Mankind, a.k.a. Dude Love. In the house, I like it, Big D. Cactus Jack. You want to throw one in, Hop? There's a gajillion I'm going to throw in, but, you know, hey, Mick Foley will do for right now. Which one do most people refer to you It's a funny thing. Uh, The further south I go, the more often I'm called Mankind. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's the truth. That's, yeah. that's your your mankind. Uh, and, and then there there are some people uh, who don't remember Cactus Jack at all. Uh, there's some people like me who wish they'd never heard of Dude Love at all. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then uh, oh, I'm lucky actually that in in 1999 or maybe late 98, the uh, WWE announcers and then the fans started calling me by my real name. And and then I made the decision. Like, to, you got to shift gears. Wrestling is always a matter of staying one step ahead of the curve, like tweaking things before fans get tired of it. Like, right. you know, changing things up before fans realize that they're tired of what you're doing. And so one of the things I did is I started wearing that uh, awful mankind mask up on my up on my head, like, you know, which <laughs> makes no sense. You've got a mask and you're not actually wearing it. But most of the skits I did with The Rock as part of the Rock and Sock Connection we're done, like, with the mask up on the, the high in the head so that people got a chance to know me a little better. And it's a lot of people have said that the moment I stopped being Mankind and became Mick Foley in wrestlers' minds is when I did this match called Hell in a Cell with The Undertaker where I, I suffered Ooh. a pretty bad injury and I took the mask off when I came back to wrestle late, you know, a few minutes later when I came off the stretcher to, uh, to wrestle some more, I didn't have the mask on. Mm. And it wasn't like I sat in the back and thought, hey, this would be a great symbolic moment, but it turned out to be a pretty great symbolic moment. We talk on the show because Brad played 13 years in the NFL, and we talk about knowing the guys before you. And Brad is, is in the minority of players that understand the guys that paved the way. You know, we talk about this, especially this generation, as we – we sat here in 2012. I grew up, Mick, with as a kid. I mean, me and my brother used to put ketchup on our face and fake wrestle in the <laughs> living room. Drove my parents crazy because we'd get it on the furniture. But I grew up with, you know, Jerry the Keen Lawler, yeah. uh, Dun- Bill Dundee, and Steve Kern, Stan Lane, Fabulous Ones, that, that whole crew. I think they that was out of Memphis, that, that program. Yeah, so, yeah. The guys before you do you do wrestlers in that forum? Do they understand the guy the Tojo Yamamoto's who I think wrestled for eighty years? I yeah, believe. Yeah, I think my dad. Tojo was, was still him. around when I my first full time job was wrestling. We call it in Memphis because you always base it on the the biggest city in the loop. So WWE for many years was just known as New York. Uh-huh. Matter of fact, when I was wrestling in Dallas, which was actually world class championship wrestling. And word got around that I was going to New York. Uh, guys were coming up and congratulating me and hugging me for getting my break. And I was like, I'm actually just visiting my parents. For the <laughs> you know, no, I didn't get that call from New York for a few more years. Um, but there do, are. Do they follow like who paved the way? Who yeah, some of the guys do. Yeah. I mean, there are some guys who get into uh, 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 sports entertainment who don't who don't have an appreciation, who weren't fans, and in some ways they're actually lucky because then if the break doesn't come up, it's like, okay, I tried that, didn't work out. But the guys who have it in their blood, who grow up watching this stuff, who love it, who dream about it, they're the guys who have a little harder time letting go of the dream. But I can tell you as one of those guys who comes back, it's really nice when the, when the current guys know who you are and they respect it. There are a couple of the divas who I love. I mean, literally, I love them. 
or would like to love them. But uh, <laughs> when I first met them, uh, they were talking to me, and, and then they go, okay, what's your name? And I called them aside, and I said, I was laughing. I was like, Yo, I think that's pretty funny, but some of the guys won't think it's so cute if you don't know who they are. Yeah, so like, yeah. if you want to be here, you might want to learn everybody's name. And I imagine it would be the same way. Like if you're in a training camp and, mm -hmm. you know, it's tough enough on the rookies if they are up to speed and everything. But you better at least know your, uh, your core set of guys. You are in town right now for a Crossfire live event, Wrestling Revival, which uh, is, a, is a fundraising benefit for Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, by the way, uh, you just brought up Bill Dundee. It's been just mm -hmm. announced that uh, he's going to be uh, here really? January 14th. So just <laughs> really here to bring the guy It'll up. It'll be funny. I started yeah. laughing when you said Dundee. Yeah. I had an ongoing thing with Dundee based on Jerry Lawler was with WWE, but he would come back and do his own own shows in the Memphis area. And and he, uh, Bill Dundee was like his his commissioner. And so even though I never I didn't step foot in, in Memphis to do any of these shows, I was the figurehead commissioner. Yeah. And I remember one time he was asking me, geez, you know, Dundee's going to be there. And I said, Dundee, oh, what, what a legend. Uh, I'll never forget in Manila, you know, when Ali was about to throw in the towel and <laughs> Dundee stepped in. And I took the big drink of, you know, water. And he goes, no, 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 that was Angelo Dundee. Angelo Dundee. I'm talking about Bill. And I went, <laughs> I went, Bill, <laughs> you know, the little guy. Bill's a legend in wrestling, mm -hmm. uh, but man, he he lit me up a bunch when I was in Nashville. You know, like uh, mm -hmm. Bill was. Uh, you know, somebody told me when I went out to wrestle on Memphis Memphis Studio TV, like get on your knees and challenge Bill. Like he gets a kick out of wow. that. Wow! And I got down on my knees and, 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 and Bill looks and here's this guy I had about two or three years in the business. He just started boom, boom, <laughs> boom. Yeah, I think that's funny, mate. You know, <laughs> so, it'll be good. It'll be good. Good to see Bill Dundee. That's, well, that's for sure. Good. So tell everybody uh, why you're in town. Uh, this big event this weekend. Yeah. Well, this is my last uh, last uh, independent show, uh, and it's going to be a good deal. Like you said, it's a, a Make a Wish benefit. Uh, I made sure that uh, that ha half of my money went to uh, went to Make a Wish to help with these, uh, um, you know, fulfill the wishes of kids who mm -hmm. are facing some really tough situations. Uh, there's going to be six families there, you know, with kids. So that's always a great atmosphere where these guys are seeing uh, uh, the shows up close and they get the autographs. And we'll all go out of our way to make that day really special for them. And it's cool. I, I love going to the, the shows with WWE, uh, but there is something nice about having the more interpersonal right. experience, you know, where you can where you sign autographs, you're meeting people. Uh, it's a little bit uh, more intimate atmosphere. And so since it's my last of these shows, I'm hoping to make it a really good one. Cool. Wow. Uh, all the VIP seating is, is gone. Yep, it's it, gone. It's gone. So there's still $10 tickets available, general mission tickets. It's this Saturday at the uh, Nashville Fairgrounds. And guys like Mick Foley, Bill Dunn, I mean, there's a huge list. It's going to be a great event. And like you said, it's for a great cause yeah, yeah. and Make-A-Wish Foundation. And I hope a lot of people get out there. Doors open at 630, and the event will start at 730. Mick, you can stop by anytime you want. Anytime you feel like just yeah, coming seriously. in, just pop really? in. Yeah. We don't even have to you know, schedule it. You can just pop in anytime exactly. you want. Even a day early? Yeah, sure. 7 a.m.? Two days early. It didn't matter. Because i got to tell you, if they, you guys sent me home after my 6 a.m. wake up, I would have been, you know, you uh, you'd still hear me cursing nah, on Murfreesboro Road. We wouldn't do that. <laughs> we wouldn't do that. <laughs> thanks hey, for well, joining us. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Uh, you're welcome. Mick Foley. I think Brad and I both, to us, he's mankind. Absolutely. He has a lot of Always names. Always will be.